Broadcasting from the Young Idea Studios at Guest and Gray, this is KFNY, True Texas Radio. Good morning, and welcome to Dig Deep. Uh, we're glad you joined us this morning. My name is Stephen Carroll, and I'm here every week on TrueTexasRadio.com. And blessed to be here. So thankful again for the radio station, for Will and his vision to share this program each week. And would love for you to do me a favor, if you will. Um, you can go on Facebook, and you can find True Texas Radio, KFNY. And uh, the radio station is up for Internet Radio Station of the Year. And, man, it would be great if you take a few minutes and go and vote uh, for Will and for the radio station. It would be a great opportunity for him to get that award and does a fantastic job here in Forney, Texas, as well as anywhere that you listen around the world. You can join in to TrueTexasRadio.com and be a part of that. So thank you. Thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, super thankful for you. As always, we'd love to get to know you better. We'd love to know who... Um, is listening and where you're listening from and so you can find uh you can find us on facebook if you go to stephen carroll um on the facebook page i have it there as well you can go to at stephen carroll 77 on twitter catch me there or you can go to our website it's www.wedigit.org and uh, there's a comment section there you can fill out a little form we'd love for you to fill that out for us and be a part of um of our as a part of our listening audience let us know who you are where you are those kind of things also thanks to our sponsors man we'd love to have you sponsors as well we got two ladies that have stepped up to help us out and some other folks that are joining in but miss molly pennington uh here in forney with premier legacy real estate and miss angie Carricker with the mike mazik group here in dallas and so thankful for these ladies and their support of we dig it and uh, the dig deep broadcast here on truetexasradio.com so thank you for that Man, it's just a great opportunity to come together each week and uh, share and talk. We've been talking about the power of fellowship and community, and, and we've been doing that for several weeks. And, and as I said a few weeks ago, we're kind of drawing this to a close as far as moving into a new direction. And I'm kind of using this next couple of weeks as a segue uh, to move into a, a different aspect as we head toward the summer. And so uh, tonight we're going to kind of move in a little different direction, and we're going to talk about the idea of relationships and uh, how powerful they are. And so we are excited about this. I, the whole idea that we have been talking about the past uh, 14 weeks has been uh, just about how that, that God established a relationship with us so that we could know him through Jesus Christ. And we, if you've been with us the whole time, and, and if you haven't been, I encourage you to go back. You can listen to these uh, on iTunes if you'll go to the iTunes podcast uh, area and you'll look up KFNY and you'll see the Dig Deep broadcast. Would love for you to go back and maybe catch up on some of these, but the one thing that we've been talking about over the past uh, 14 weeks has just been this idea of how God created man in His image, and the whole purpose of that was that that God wanted to share what who He was and He wanted to share all about Himself with someone. So He created Adam, and He came to this place where He realized that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. And so he created Eve out of Adam. We've talked about that. We'll talk a little more about that in a few minutes. And then everything evolved from that point outward, I guess, or forward, basically, is that God created man in his image, and then God created a woman for the man, and together they came together, and then they created life. And so that's the whole aspect of it, is that God created life and then gave us the power to create life. And, and his whole purpose was so that we would share the life that we had been given with one another and with our children. 
and the love that we've been given, we could share that with other people. That's the power of, of fellowship and community. And as, as we talk more in the next couple of weeks about this idea of relationships, you're, you're going to see that that what God intended has been so segmented and so severed in so many different ways. Probably many of you listening to me this morning, uh, wherever you are, whatever you're, whatever format you're listening on, whether you're listening on the app or on the on the internet or however it is in your home, on, on your car, many of us have been touched by devastating results and devastating circumstances in relationships. Uh, whether it was a, as a child, your family went through a divorce or or maybe you've gone through a divorce or maybe you're in a relationship now that's that's estranged uh, maybe you have children that have, have gone different ways and you're not exactly sure how to parent them and maybe as a as a child you have a severed relationship with a dad or a mom and and all these things intermingle into who we are the dna of our life basically how we function how we respond to situations and so all of this is so powerful and it's so important and then the thing that i really feel like that, that god is saying that we need to do over the next few weeks is we need to focus in on these thoughts and we need to address them. And what's incredible about what we're going to talk about today is that Jesus Christ prayed a prayer for us in John chapter 17 that we're going to look at in just a little bit. And the whole purpose of that prayer was that God would give to us the life and the love that he had given to his son Jesus and that we could share that with other people and that other people could know who God is through the love we have for God and for one another. That's it. How complicated have we made it so often? And so today, this morning, as you're sitting there, I want to give you hope today. I mean, there is hope. Whatever you've gone through, whatever devastating circumstances you've faced in relationships, God can restore. But but can I tell you something? This is what we're going to talk about today. It, It all begins with us individually choosing God, because here's the deal. We talked about this last week. We talked about how that life, life is messy. I mean, you can't avoid it. It's it's devastating at times. Life is difficult. Life is a struggle. And, and because of that, we have to deal with the circumstances that we face. We have to deal with the circumstances or the issues that we come up against. So the past two weeks, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about how that Jesus Christ came and entered into the mess of our lives. He came and entered into the mess of this world, and he came with a purpose. And and his whole philosophy and purpose was not based upon what we could do or how good we were or how awesome we could be. You know, in fact, I'm reminded if maybe you've heard the story in the Bible of the rich young ruler, and and it's a story where the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and and says, "I want to follow you," and Jesus says, "All right, I tell you what, go sell all your possessions and and, and give it away, and then come back and you can follow me." And the Bible says that that young man dropped his head and he walked away. Why? Because because he was very wealthy. At that point, Jesus exposed the core of what he was all about. You see that we say that we want to have this relationship. We say that we want to have these things in our life that are that are fulfilling and and that that will change us from the inside out. But there there's a price to be paid. And that price starts not with what others can do for us and not with what we can do for others. It starts with us individually. Us making a choice, a decision. See, that's why Jesus moved us away from this works-based philosophy of what we could do toward love and forgiveness and grace because relationships are all about that. God is all about 
love for us and extending grace to us. He's all about forgiveness because he gave his son, Jesus, so that we could have that in our life, so we could be forgiven, so we could experience his love, we could experience his grace, we could experience how powerful that could be in our own lives individually. And so here's what I want us to see is, is that people were drawn to Jesus Christ. Why? Because, because he loved them. They were drawn to Jesus because he gave them hope. They, he gave them purpose. He gave them a direction. He let them see, look, I, I love you and, and you can change and things can be different for you. It's just simply with the decision to receive what I have brought to you. Because we were all captives, right? We were all captives of sin. We've talked about that. And and we were in captivity to sin. We, had, we were in this fallen world. And, and so Jesus came to show us how he wants us to live. And if we'll look closely, it's how he wanted us to live in community with other people. How he wanted us to extend a hand to those that needed help. How he wanted us to love those that, that potentially might be unlovable in our own mind. And God wanted to give them life, give us life. He wanted to show us how much he loved us. That's why people were drawn to Jesus Christ. They were drawn to Jesus because of the love that he had for them and how he gave them hope and promise in life. And that's where we've been talking over and over again. And I cannot emphasize this enough. First of all, that Jesus, that Jesus loves you. God loves you. In the midst of all the struggle, and, and you could be listening to the radio this morning and and you could have the app in your hand and have your headphones in you may be walking whatever it is that you're doing this morning this morning but i want you to know that that's true whether you choose to believe it or not i'm telling you that it's true i believe it with all my heart in, in the midst of everything that's happened and whatever you've gone through god loves you and what i love is this is that the bible teaches us look all these things all these things our struggles, our issues, our failures, our confusion, our pain, all these things work together, right? For the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. In other words, here's the deal, is that God can order things for you. The past is a past. In fact, I've had a text conversation with a gentleman yesterday about some things that in, in my own life and just some communication that I had. And we can't go back. I wish we could. We can't go back and change things. But but we can change where we are today. And that was the message that Jesus brought. He brought that into this world to show people, look, you can change. And I know you can change. And I've come so that you could be changed. And let me, sh let me show you how to do that. Let me show you how to live. Let me show you how to love. You see, he came to establish relationships. Why? So that he could give us life and that we could all have a relationship with God. What once was severed because of sin, what once caused separation, like we talked about last week, where we could not get to God, we could not have a relationship, we could not communicate with God because we had sinned, then Jesus came and made a way for us. Remember, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you remember, we talked a few weeks ago how in the Old Testament that it was crucial that the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies, that he communicated with God. He made atonement with God for the people's sins. What they couldn't do for themselves, he did for them. But see, Jesus came, the Bible says, once and for all, he made a sacrifice for all time 
so that we could have a relationship with God. You see how it works? He came to show us who God is and who God expects us to be and how God expects us to live in harmony with one another, in community, in fellowship with one another, in relationship with one another. So why are relationships so messy? Why are things so screwed up in life? Because we're sinners. And because individually we have to come to the place in our own life that we will choose to allow God into our lives through Jesus Christ and we will allow him to change us. Listen, everything about relationships and about fellowship, about community, everything is based upon how we respond to our own issues, how we respond to our own struggles, our own confusion. Think about it. In my own life, everything has been has been structured in my life and everything that I've gone through, everything that I've faced, everything that I've chosen to do is in me. Divorce that I went through as a, as a, as a child and my parents going through the divorce and experiencing that, the, my struggles, my own issues, my choices in life as I have grown up, they all come into my life personally. And then I enter into relationships with other people. I entered into a relationship with my wife. I promised her till death do us part. I promised her myself. But so often because we're still in a works-based philosophy, we're still in a mentality that says, I need you to do for me something or I need to prove something to you. You see, that's, that's not it. It's about allowing God to change us individually so that then together collectively, we are able to do more together than we could apart and we're able to complement, to help one another to share the love that God gives to us individually with one another. And what is that love? Well, love is patient, the Bible says. Love is kind, right? (laughs) If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it doesn't boast. It is not proud. It is not self-seeking. It is not rude. It does not seek, right, other things. It doesn't hold on to each other's wrongs. We We don't keep a ledger, right? We don't keep a ledger. We forgive. We We deal with it. We face it. But to do that, we first have to face ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, that's that's the most difficult thing. The struggle that many of you face this morning is this, and that I face as well, is coming to grips with ourselves. You ever been in a conversation with someone, and they they couldn't wait for you to stop talking because they wanted to say something right out? I mean, they were ready. You ever been in a conversation where you didn't feel like that, that you were being heard because the other person was so focused on who they were and their accomplishments that here's the thing. We all are like that, right? But in relationship, we, we love when others succeed. We're not jealous. We don't, we don't want failure for others. That's what Jesus came to show us and people that are like that. And all of us that choose that, then we don't understand God's love. We don't understand that because why? Because we really haven't experienced it. Do you hear that? We really haven't experienced it. It's hard for us to trust. It's hard for us to to allow others into our lives. It's it's hard for us to release control of our life. Why? Because because we're we don't believe we're loved ourselves. That's where we want to go today, and that's where we're going to go for the next few weeks. And I hope that you'll share this with somebody because I believe that where we are is is real. And that's what I want to be with you. I just want to be real. I want to be authentic. I, Listen, I'm jacked up. I've told you that for weeks. And I'll tell you that again. The the biggest issue that I face in life as, as, as an individual is myself. 
my defensiveness, my struggles, my sin, my fear, my lies, my doubts, my insecurities. Those play into every aspect of my life. How I respond to those is crucial. And the only way that you and I can overcome it is, is finally to say, okay, God, I want to give you my life. I, I'm willing. I believe that Jesus made a way for me and I wanted to live his way. If you would ever stop and just look at the life of Jesus Christ and realize how much he loves you and how he showed that love. You see, relationships are powerful. They are the most powerful force on the planet. The love that we give to one another, listen, it changes everything. I mean, relationships change people. They change our direction. They change our future. They change our friends. Think about it. Think about a time in your life when someone came into your life. And at that moment, because of that relationship, everything changed. Your direction changed. Your future changed. I mean, listen, because of that connection. And let me tell you something. It, it doesn't always turn out to be positive, right? A, a, a wrong relationship can come into your life and it can take you down a path that you didn't want to go. It can take you down a direction that can completely mess up your life forever. That's why these things are so powerful. That's why they're so important. Because they can shift everything. I've known young men with headed in a certain direction of their life that they felt like they wanted to go athletically or musically or whatever the case may be. And man, they enter into a relationship with that young lady. And man, let me tell you something. For good, for better, or for worse, everything changes i've known young ladies that were man headed in a direction of their life had a purpose for their life and man something someone would come into the life shift everything do you know that sometimes it does it not take us years to recover here's what god intended and this is what we're talking about today is that the power of fellowship and community is this, is that when you come to grips with the idea that one, you are loved by God. Listen, no matter what you've been through this morning, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've faced, I want to tell you, and I believe this with all my heart, with everything in my, with everything in my being, if wherever you are, you would just stop. I say, Lord, I believe. Forgive me. God, shape me. Change me. Deal with the hurt in my life. Deal with the fear in my life. Deal with the trust the mistrust, deal with the issues that I have, that God will begin to work in your life. As you begin to get familiar with his word and, and as you begin to listen to this broadcast, maybe on Sunday mornings and connect with the local church and connect with a small group, connect with a group of people that could then take you and lead you and be a part of your life, be a part of your accountability, addiction groups, whatever it is, marital, well, I mean, connecting with people let me tell you something all of that is fine and good yes it all starts with that decision with god loving him most seeking him most can i tell you something this morning by simply making that decision on your own by yourself where you are taking a bible taking scripture searching listening to this broadcast whatever the case may be and beginning to grow individually with god that, that's where it all begins it starts with that relationship that's what will change you the most I hear people say all the time, well, you know what, my life, my life's got messed up. I'm I need I need to get back in church. Can I tell you something? Church is a great thing. It's a powerful vehicle. God established the church for a reason. But can I tell you, church is not the answer. God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. It starts with him. 
People can find God. They can find Jesus through church. Yes, but can I tell you something? It all begins with that relationship. Period. And that's what we have to begin to understand. Here's the deal. Relationships are what? They are powerful. Powerful. And they can shift everything. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. We're going to get deeper in this into a few minutes. But I, there's a song that, that, I, that I found here recently. And, um, and I actually found it. My kids showed it to me. A lot of kids around the school were listening to it. And, and it's a country song. So, and, and it's a Texas country song, actually. We got him, Cody Johnson. And, and I love this song. And if you listen to the words of the song, what, what, it's, what the guy's talking about is how he thought he was one way. He used to be a certain way. But then this lady entered into his life and everything changed. Everything changed. Why? Because relationships are powerful. And we get the right person in our life. Man, we'll find ourselves doing things that we didn't used to do. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. It depends on the circumstances and the choices we make, right? But God intended for this to be a positive thing for us. And that's what this song is about. It's called With You I Am. It's a great song. Listen to the words. We'll come back and talk about it here in a few minutes. Never been a cool hand loop, quarterback of the winning team, or the guy with the right kind of punchlines everybody wants to be. I never was that a lucky old cuss with a straight flush in his hand, oh, but with you, I am. I ain't no Patrick Swayze. My old boots never danced on air, never walked with a swag, looking sharp as a tack, lit up like Times Square. Who's that guy with a big old smile, as wide as the Rio Grande? Oh, with you, I am. Strong as an oak, soft like a
off like leather, high as a pearl, light as a feather. The same old boy, but a whole lot better. Whenever you're holding my hand, I used to hold funny thing for strong lovers. I never thought I'd be that man. Oh, baby, with you, I am. Oh, baby, with you, I am. You, I am. Totally encourage you to listen to that song again. I love this song. Not right now, but later on. I love that song, and I love it because of it. it's exactly what we're talking about. Relationships are powerful, man. They they change us. I, I love the line. Well, there's several lines in this. You know, he says, you know, look, I I used to make fun of all these punch drunk lovers. You know, I never thought I'd be that man, but here I am. I, I'm him. And I love the verse. He says, I've always been a do it my way drifter. Any of you guys out there this morning, do it your way, people. You know what I'm saying? Those people that, that look, this is, I, I got to do it my way. I, you know, usually a lot of times, so often we are, we are fearful because of our hurt and our pain and mistrust, things that have happened to us. I can't tell you the hundreds of people over the course of my life that I've been so blessed to communicate with. Young ladies that were teenagers who didn't have a relationship with their father. And they just struggled because they they didn't trust. And then when they did trust, it was like they got wounded again. And and, and so we put up these walls. Young men that that never had that relationship possibly with a mom or a dad or, or were wounded because of something. I mean, over and over and over again. And because of our pain and our and the things that have happened to us and even things that we've chosen to do ourselves, we... We put walls around our life, so to speak. If you've ever watched the movie Shrek, then you know that Donkey and Shrek were trying to have a relationship, and, and Shrek kept pushing him away. And, and, and then he tried to explain, look, I'm, I'm like an onion. I've got layers. And, and we peel those things away to get to the core of, of what life is about, you know? And, and in, in our life is, as individuals, right, that we have to choose to realize, listen, we got to get to the core of who we are. We've got to get to the core of what we're about. And he makes this statement, he said, I've, I've always been a do-it-my-way drifter. Look, another highway, another town. Never thought that I'd, about a little white house with a porch all the way around. I never saw that. I never dreamed that I'd be swinging, talking about dreams in the future and those kind of things. But here I am, with you I am. And, and that's the whole thing, is that this relationship changed his life. It changed his direction. It changed everything. And it wasn't a bad thing. It was something that was good. In our life as, 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 as believers and as people, then we have to recognize, look, relationships, yes, they are powerful. And we need them. And that's what Jesus came to show us. In the song, Cody Johnson says, like, I never saw myself this way until I finally found that person that came to my life and changed everything. And guess what? He was more fulfilled. He had purpose. He had direction. And yeah, things changed. But man, he was totally good with that. Because now he was different. Do you get it? You see, that's the whole thing that, that I've been trying to say. And that I believe that God is wanting me to share with everyone that I can. Because I'm see it, I see it every day of my life. I have seen it over and over again. I mean, and just this day alone, 
being so blessed to work in a local high school and to be connected with coaches and teachers and in relationship, to be in the city, to be able to be connected with people that that I can have a relationship with. Umpiring out at the, the baseball fields and, and being able to connect with coaches and kids and families and, and just re- realizing how special these moments are. And everywhere I go and every relationship that I have, everyone that I get connected with, then what Jesus showed me was, look, as you connect, then then show them who God is through your life. Show Show them what I've taught you. And that's what you and I have to realize and recognize. And that's what I want you to see today. So many people, so many people have turned away from church and this and, and, and God and just thinking he doesn't care. Can I tell you something? He does. He cares so much that he sent his son. And if you would just take a few weeks and read about him, if you would take, if you would just take a Bible and pick it up, or get on the app on your phone. If you would just read Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. If, if you would read about Jesus and, and recognize who he was. And, and many of you guys that are believers, you, you need to read about how Jesus lived his life. How he connected with people. Who he hung out with. That, that's our purpose. That's our goal. Is that we would see that look, these relationships are powerful. And what you take in the relationship matters. And that's what Jesus Christ prayed. 2,000 years ago for us that we're going to look at here in a few minutes in John 17. I want you to understand that we are looking for fulfillment. And fulfillment usually in life is found in our relationships, you see? And so that if, if our fulfillment is found in relationships, then we need to understand that's what God intended from the beginning. But the order is crucial that we have the relationship with God first allow him to heal us you see all of our hurt all of our pain all of our struggle has not been inflicted on us by god that's just not true and and yes we've been through this before i understand and listen please know that i'm not minimizing anything that you've gone through this morning but what i want you to is to see is what i believe is i believe is true is that all this pain all this struggle all this disease all this sickness as a result of living in a sinful world is going to happen things die. Why? Because we don't live in a perfect society. We don't live in a perfect world. We live in a fallen world. That's why the Bible says, look, the wages of sin is death. They're death. But the gift of God is eternal life. We've said this before in in Romans 5, we looked at it, whereas by one man, sin entered into the world. That was Adam. Then death passed upon all men. At that point, everything changed. But then the Bible said that Jesus came, right, to make a way for us so we could have a relationship with God, so we could be reunited with God. So see, a relationship with him, and then that relationship is shared with other people. We, we share that relationship, husbands with their wives, wives with their husbands, and, and then we share it with one another. That's why Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. And the second, watch, is this. Now, now, now catch this. Love your neighbor as what? Yourself. You see, tonight, I want to, this morning, I want us to begin to recognize that we have to choose to love God individually. And, and we have to love others, but, but we have to love ourselves. And to do that, we have to be loved by God. We have to allow him to be in complete control of our life. Let him have it. 
Relationships connect us with other people. They make a difference in everything we do and everything we say. And today, as we look this morning in John chapter 17, there's, there's, there's a prayer that Jesus prayed. And Jesus prays, and it's a great passage, and I, I would encourage you to read the entire chapter. But this morning, I, I want to, you know what? I'm going to read beginning in verse 6. Jesus has, has spoken to his disciples, and he shared a lot of things with them. And after he said all these things, he looked up to heaven, and he began to pray. Because he knew at this point, I'm fixing to go and I'm fixing to give my life. I've completed what you asked me to do. And I, my purpose was to, to glorify you. And then he says this in verse 6. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They're always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. And I have passed on to them the message you gave me and they accepted it and know that I came from you and they believe that you sent me. Is that not incredibly beautiful? He's saying, listen, you sent me here to show them who you are, to show you, show them who, how you want us to live. You gave them to me and now they know that everything that I have been given is a gift from you and that they can have that same gift how did they know that because they they ate with him they went from city to city with him they spent time with him they watched him engage in other people's lives and they accepted his message why because they realized that everything that they could ever dream or imagine or hope for was found in Jesus and then in a few minutes Jesus prays and says listen now I'm leaving in verse 11. He says, I'm departing from this world, but they're staying here in this world. I'm coming to you. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of your name you gave me. I guarded them so that no one was lost. And he says this, he says, listen, I'm coming to you. I'm coming back to you. Now here's the purpose. So I told them many things while I was with them in this world so what they would be filled with joy. Now I want to bring this together for you. I love where Jesus says, look, I'm going back. I'm departing, but they're staying in this world. I'm coming to you. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. Do you see that? What is that? It's a relationship. What Jesus was praying was this. He was praying, let them be unified in their purpose. Let them be solidified in what what you have taught me to do and what I've taught them to do. And he's praying this prayer for all of us that we would get it. Get what? That we would get that God sent his son into this world to make a way, to show us who he is. So that he would enter into relationship after relationship after relationship. As we've said in the weeks past, he hung out with people that maybe religious people wouldn't hang out with. He did things that were questionable to religious people. But here's the thing is, though they were questionable to those people, they were right with God. Why? Because God sent him here, here to do that, to enter into relationships. That's why he was called a drunkard. He was called a, a friend of sinners because that's where he hung out with. He was accused of hanging out with prostitutes. He was accused of hanging out with people that, that others wouldn't. Why? Because he wanted, those were the ones that would receive him. Because they, they needed a savior. 
It's like the Bible says, the well don't need a doctor, but the sick do. Can I, can I tell you something? We're all sick, and, and we need healing. We need healing so we can be changed internally, and we can be changed so that then in turn we can share that change and that love that God gives to us with other people. That's it. That is our mandate. That is our purpose. That's why Jesus, when he left, he said, Go ye therefore into all the world and teach them the things that I've showed you and then baptize them. Let them experience the change. And after they've experienced, let, let them show the world that they've been changed. Does that make sense? This morning, I want to encourage you to just stop and say, God, I want you to change me. I need a change in my life. I need to be different. But so many in the world are searching. Maybe you're searching this morning. And can I tell you, you can look high, you can look low, you can look in relationship after relationship after relationship. You can look for fulfillment in finances. You can look fulfillment in, for fulfillment in things. You can look for fulfillment in your job. You can look for fulfillment in your athletics. You can look for, in, for fulfillment in your musical ability. You can look in, for fulfillment in everything that you want and desire in life. But can I tell you something? You will not find it. It will leave you empty until you come to the place where you're able to trust. Just trust and say, God, I, I, I need you more than anything else. And I want... I want to have that relationship with you. I see that Jesus made a way for that. And I believe. I believe. The Bible says in Romans 10, look, if you will believe with your heart, believe with your heart and speak out with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why? Because that's the thrust of the message of the gospel. And that's where relationship begins. And then guess what? He makes everything better. Your ability, your finances, your relationships, He makes it all better. And then when we understand that, we're able to unite with other people that believe the same way. And we're able to make a difference. To serve one another. To encourage you. That's what Jesus prayed when He left. Was that things could change. Many people go from relationship to relationship to relationship. Why? We're trying to solve our issues. We're trying to find fulfillment and hope in a relationship that's never going to do it. And even though relationships bring fulfillment in our life, they bring hope, just like the song we just we listen to, it changes us. There's only they're only as effective as you feel and experience the most important relationship is with God Himself. That changes everything. As we're changed, then we can share that change with the people. People are looking, man. People are searching. Maybe you're looking this morning. You say, Stephen, I haven't found what I'm looking for. I haven't found what, what I need. It, I thought this was it. I thought this would do it. I thought when I got this job that I would feel better about myself. I thought that when I married, got married, I would feel better about myself. I thought when I had kids, I would feel better about myself. I thought when I... When I graduated high school, I would feel better about myself. I thought that when I got through college and I got that degree that, that I would feel better about myself. I, I thought all these things, but it just didn't work. I, and they failed me or I failed them. I understand. Been there. I, I know what you feel. And I felt the same way. 
But here's what I'm finding out. What I'm learning is that as I get closer to God and I allow him to have control of my life, the more authentic I become in that relationship, then every other relationship changes. And I find more fulfillment in the things that are in front of me. I don't need as much. I don't want as much. And I begin to realize that I found what I'm looking for when I find God himself. There's a song by one of my favorite bands called U2. And they sing a song called I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. And I love it. I think it drives home the point of what we've been talking about. Let's listen to it and we'll come back and talk about it.
I love you too, man. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. And, and I think that the reason I love it so much is because of the authenticity that they write their songs with. They speak from, from where they are. They speak from, from where they've been. They speak with genuineness. And, and they've... I love Bono because he's seen so much and he's experienced so much and then he's willing to share that experience with other people. You see, that's what, what love does is that when they go through... We go through change and we we experience the the difference that can happen when we come to the, the realization that, that God does love us and that, that there is hope found in Him that we we can be different. And, and then in turn, we can we can share that difference that, that God has made in, in, in our lives with others. And, and that's the whole message of the cross. Jesus said, look, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now think about that. He said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Real life, genuine life. He says the enemy comes to steal, and kill, and destroy, right? Before that, in John 10, 10. And so in, in our lives, we have to recognize, just like the song says, listen, he says from the very beginning, I've climbed the highest mountain. I've run through the fields, look, only to be with you. I'm searching. I'm looking. I've, I've run. I've crawled. I've, I've scaled city walls. And I'm looking everywhere. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I'm searching. I want it. I desire it. And, and I love the verse where he says, I believe that when the kingdom comes, that all these colors will bleed into one. That everything will shift. And, and basically what, what Bono is saying is saying, listen, there, there's going to be a time, a season where we can fulfill the prayer that Jesus Christ prayed. Lord, unite them as one. Allow them to experience who you are. Let them share that with one another and with other people. That's what Jesus Christ was praying in John chapter 17. And then I love where Bono says, but I'm still running. Even though all these things are changing, I'm still running. And then it says, you broke the bonds. You loosened the chains. You carried the cross of my shame. And I believed it. I believed it. And he goes on to say, well, I I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Do you do you see? It's this idea is that is, is that we individually, we individually can choose to believe in God, to know God, to love God, and allow Him to have our life. But then that's when the journey begins. That's not the end. That's not when it stops. If we're going to be able to fulfill the prayer that Jesus Christ prayed for us, if we're going to be able to fulfill our purpose, then we have to recognize exactly what the song just said. I believe that you broke my bonds. I believe you loosened the change. I believe you carried the cross of my shame. I believe that I can be forgiven. I believe. But but that's not it. That's when it begins. Because that's when this word that we don't talk about very often, the word called sanctification, it sounds very spiritual. It sounds, But what it means is this, is that when God begins to peel back the layers of our life, and deal with the circumstances and the issues and the struggles that we have had, that we've faced, so that we can be completely changed into what he intended for us to be from the beginning. So that we can acknowledge our failure. We can acknowledge our loss. We can acknowledge our pain. We can acknowledge our betrayal. We can acknowledge our jealousy. We can acknowledge our issues. We can be honest. Because then we know we're loved. So if we're loved... Then it, what does it matter anymore? We, we can be forgiven. We can move forward without insecurity, without mistrust, without this issue 
that we've had in our life for so long. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to show us what who God is, show us how God expects us to live, and show us how he expects us to love other people. So often we, we, we think that we can just, that we, we know what love is. Listen, love is not a feeling. Love is not, love is something that grows. Love is something that develops in our life. It's something that becomes stronger as we live authentically with one another, as we bear one, another, one another's burdens, as we go through these things together. That's what Jesus is teaching us. And that's what this song is saying. It, it, the reason that we're still looking is because we have not stopped long enough to deal with us. In John chapter 17, which is where we are, I want to I look at these, uh, just a couple of scriptures here, a couple of verses, and, and share these with you, and, and then, then we'll be done. But he goes on and he talks, and I encourage you to read it. And he, he talks about how he's coming to the Father and, and that, that, that they've been given the word and, and the world hates them because they don't, they don't belong to the world. And he says, look, I'm not, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world in verse 15, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. So make them holy. This is it. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world and I give myself as a sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth. Here's the thing. I want you to catch this today is that the order is crucial. We're going to see where he says, look, I want you to send them. I want them to love one another. I want them to be one as you and I are one. But understand, he says, they don't belong to this world because any more than I do because they have been changed but I need you to make them holy by your truth. So what I want to encourage you to understand is this, and I want to make it, make it clear, is that this morning, as you're listening, let's say that, that you and I have come to the place where we say, Father, I do believe this. I want you in my life. Okay, that's when the journey begins. And you can start there today. That's where you need to start so that you can be secure in your future. You can know that, that you have life, not just here, but, but eternal life, the Bible says. Life in a new heaven and a new earth. Something that's gonna make Eden pale in comparison. And that we carry over these relationships into that, into that life. But that's for a future message. You need to understand that, that as we are dealing with ourselves, that's where change happens. And that's what Jesus means. Make them holy by your truth. Make them holy. That means change them. Deal with the fear. Deal with the insecurity. Deal with the struggle. Deal with what they hold on to. The idea that I want to begin to share with you as we move into next week and we close out today is that if we can understand that the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ and the relationship that we have with God through him, as he changes us internally, as he deals with those hurts, those pains, those fears, all those inadequacies, all those things that we have, as we begin to let him have control of our life, we understand that we're loved by him just as we are, then we can begin to internally become what he says holy, changed. And as we become holy and we become changed internally, then, then we can be sent into the world. 
Because he says, just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. In verse 19, verse 18. What does that mean? That means that as you change them and they understand the truth that I have given them, then they can share that truth with other people. That's what makes marriage such an incredible thing. You have a man and a woman that come together and they enter into a relationship both completely different, usually polar opposites. My wife and I are completely different. Polar opposites. But as we enter that relationship, what happens is that we start to see the things about our life that need to change. Not just to please her, but they, they need to change. They're just things that I need to do differently. And, and so she exposes those things in my life, and then I expose those things in her life. We help one another. She's taught me authenticity, to be honest. She's taught me that it's valuable to speak truth. And then I've taught her about just living life to the fullest and, 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 and being spontaneous and allowing the Holy Spirit to just move from place to place and, and not to be structured or scheduled so often. I've learned to be more structured and scheduled. You see, it's changing us. But so many dig their heels in, they dig their feet and they don't want to change. And that's where the conflict comes. It's about allowing God internally to change us so that we then in turn can engage in relationships with the people and then we can show them who God is by the way we love one another. That's what Jesus asked. And I want to give you just a highlight that we're going to look at next week. In verse 20, Jesus says, look, I'm praying not only for these disciples. In other words, I'm not just praying for these men and women that are around me right now, but also for everyone that will believe in me through their message through their message those guys were the closest to jesus were changed and then they were in relationship with one another and they had relationship with family and then they in turn shared that with other people that's what jesus is saying and guess what we are those people and the same prayer is true for you and i jesus would pray for you and for me today i pray for them that they would believe in the message that i share and that they can share that with other people that will believe in that same message. And I pray that they will be one, just as you and I are one. Listen, there are people all around us that are hurting and lost and confused. There are so many people that you could relate to that I could never relate to. So many people that need to hear the message about Jesus and his love and his, his care for us and what he, what he did for us. So many that that are, have got so many walls and so many layers in their life because of wounds that go deep, because of abuse, because of mis, mistrust, because of things that have happened to them, because of things that they've chosen. Even today I heard stories about a young lady and just some choices that she made, and I can't imagine the difficulty that she's about to face. But if she and you and me can all begin to recognize, God, you love me just as I am, and you forgave me and you forgive me today, and we can allow him to change us from the inside out. Guess the, the things that he does in our life. Then we can share with other people around us. That's the power of fellowship and community. People are changed not because we go and tell them what to do and tell them how to live. People are changed not because we have a list of things that they need to live up to. No, they're changed because they are loved. And because they recognize the greatest source of love. God himself through Jesus Christ. And we love them where they are. We care for them where they are. And I want you to know this morning, that's how I feel about you. Wherever you are, whatever you've done, 
whatever you're facing, good, bad, whatever, joyful things that you're experiencing, whatever it is, that God has brought you to that place today to know, look, I love you. I sent my son for you. I want to deal with all of that with you so that then you can in turn share that love with other people. This morning as we close, I want to leave you with a song and, and we'll fade this song out as we as we close out. But it's by Kirk Franklin and the family and it's it's called Lean on Me. As we come back next week, I want to encourage you to listen next week. We're gonna come back to this passage and we're gonna dig we're gonna dig deeper into this. And as we dig deeper into it, I believe that God's gonna show you a way to live individually, a way to love yourself the way that God loves you, so that then you can love others with that same love. That was his prayer. Hey listen, we love you today. So thankful for you. Thanks for joining in. Father, bless these people as we go today. And I pray that as we close this song, that God, they'd lean onto you, lean into you, and let you take control of their life. Let them make that decision. Let you be Lord of their life. Change us from the inside out so that then we can see other people change as well. God, you're good. You're faithful. Thank you for being faithful to us. You guys have a great day. Listen to this song. We'll see you next week. no home he has no food and his blue skies are gone yes it is can you hear him cry
He loves you more than you'll ever know. Instead of walking away, open up. You're also my brother. Is my soul.